Shalom to all. Today's office beats of Lama Dalad. We are starting the second line, the first word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Misha, Hernes, Shamshad, Avanolio, and Lili Nishmas, Mars, Freda, Chayabela, Basar, Yitzchak, Tzvi, Hernes, Shamshad, Avanolio. Now we conclude yesterday explaining the Mishnah statement that one may not take roof tiles on Yantif and make them white hot in order to use them for roasting. And now we're related halacha. Tanan Hassan, we have a mission over there, Mesech, Chulin, Darsa. If a person stepped on a bird, Aisha, Tarfa, Bakaisol, or we threw it against the wall, Aisha, Ritzatz, Behema, or an animal stepped on it, and it's fluttering about. It's not able to stand, but it is able to flutter about. And he waited 24 hours and it did not die. And then he shechted it. It's kosher. He doesn't have to assume that it's a trefa. He says, It still needs checking into. You have to open it up and make sure it doesn't have one of the simane trefa. But now, he asked the following question Are you allowed to shech this bird on Yontif? Do we assume that there's going to be a problem with it on Yontif or not? When it comes to a regular animal, we don't assume that there's going to be any issue with it, we don't assume it's going to be a trefa, and therefore we say a regular animal is allowed to be shechted. However, this bird, there was already an issue with it. So do we say that it might be a trefa, and if it turns out to be a trefa, that means that you were just over tircha you just shechted an animal for no reason, you're not able to use it, and that's a problem on Yantif. Do we have to assume that on Yantif or not? Amalai, so he responds to him, Tanina, we learned in our Mishnah, in Malabin Sarafim, let's let's behind, you're not allowed to make these roof tiles white hot in order to roast with them on Yantif. Vavinaban, we asked, my Kavid, what exactly are you doing wrong by doing that? He says, we're actually talking about brand new roof tiles. Since we have to check to see whether or not they're strong enough, and there's a big possibility that they're going to break, and if they break, then that's a tircha shloi So we see you're not allowed to make these roof tiles white hot by that same token. Since this bird might end up being a trefa, and that's going to end up being a tircha shloi we say do not check it on yantif. But Amrlehi responded, We actually learned that the reason why you're not allowed to make these roof tiles white hot is because they were brand new, and by making them white hot, that hardens them, and that actually makes them into a kli, but there isn't necessarily a problem of the chashash that they might end up breaking, so that's not necessarily a raya. And we continue with a related halacha. Tanya Evabraisa on Shabbos. Echon or if one person brought the fire, Vechon Mevyasa and then another person brought the wood, Vechon and then another person put the empty pot on top of the fire, Vechon Mevyasa then another person put the water in the pot, Vechon Nisan and then another person put the spices in the pot, Vechon Megis, and then another person stirred the pot, Kulun Chayav, and all of them are going to be Chayav. Ask the Gemara, hold on. Vatanya Evabraisa, it says, Achrain Chayav, Kulun Patur that only the last person's chayv and all the other ones are potter. So we say, no, like Hasha, no problem. This is talking about where he brought the fire originally, meaning the first person came along, he brought the fire, he's chayv for that, and then therefore all the subsequent people are going to be chayv for everything they did. The second price is talking about where he brought the fire at the end, and since the fire wasn't there from the beginning, so no one is going to be chayv except for this last person. So now we analyze this first price. Everyone did a mice over here. The person who brought the fire, he's chayv because as he was walking, he was fanning the the flames, and that's making fire. The person that brought the wood, he's making fire. The person that put the water in the pot, he's cooking that water, so on and so forth. The person that took the empty pot and he put it on the fire, what exactly is he doing wrong? Why is he chayv? So, we're talking about a brand new pot, and it's the same reason why that's because he's hardening it, he's strengthening it when he puts his pot on the fire, and that's why he would be chayv for doing so on Shabbos. And a related halacha, we have a brasa, if we have a brand new two different types of ovens. They're just like all other kalim. They're allowed to be cared about in a chatzor. That's because you could use it as a box for storage. You're not allowed to smear it with oil. You're not allowed to rub it with a towel or a cloth. You're not allowed to cool them down in order to harden them. However, if you want to cool it down in order to be able to bake in it, it's too hot and you can't bake in it like this, then it's permitted. And a related halacha, you're allowed to scald or boil the head 
head and the feet of the animal. That helps remove its hair. Umahavin oisam ba'ur, and you're also allowed to singe the hair in fire. Avol ein teiflin oisam becharases. You are not allowed to smear it with a paste. Vloy ba'adama, not with ground. Vloy besid, not with plaster. That's because that's daracha abdanin. That's the way they would actually tan the hides. Vein guys and oisam misbrayim. You're not allowed to cut it off with scissors because it looks like you want to use it. Vein guys and sayerk, but dispersely, you're also not allowed to cut. You're not allowed to trim vegetables with their special vegetable scissors. These are the scissors used for cutting the vegetables from the ground. Even though these veggies were ready cut and all you have to do is trim the dead leaves and whatnot, it's also to use these scissors because people are going to think that you cut it from the ground today. You are allowed to fix up kundas and akavias. These are two different types of vegetables that they need to be trimmed and they need to be fixed up before you eat them. You are allowed to fire up and bake something in a large oven. This is not considered tirchir because you're cooking food for a lot of guests. You're also allowed to heat up hot water in nantichi. This is something that keeps it hot for very long time. You don't have to be afraid that people are going to suspect you that you're heating up water for after Yontif. And you're not allowed to bake in this large oven, which is brand new. Perhaps it's going to crack. And Tanar Abana, we have a brayso. You're not allowed to fan a fire with bellows. These bellows are something used by craftsmen, and people are going to think that you're being involved in a craft, and that's usr. But you are allowed to fan a fire with a tube. That's because that's an abnormal way of doing it. You're not allowed to fix up a spit. You're not allowed to sharpen it on Yontif. Tanar Abana, we have a brayso. You're not allowed to crack a reed in order to be able to roast salted fish. That's because you're making a kli. You are allowed to crack nuts that are wrapped in a cloth. You don't have to be afraid that the cloth is going to tear. That's because even if it does tear, that's not a problem. We know that tearing is usr only if it's almanas litfar that you're going to end up sewing it afterwards. But since this is not for the purpose of sewing it, you don't even have intent to tear it in the first place. There's not a problem cracking these nuts with this cloth. And the Meshach continues. Rebelezer says, A person could stand next to Mukta. This is specifically referring to figs and grapes placed on the roof to dry out, and they're in a stage where only some people are going to want to eat them and some people won't want to eat them. So therefore, you have to designate them before Shabbos or before Yontif if you want to eat them. So this person is standing near his Mukta. He's standing near his figs and grapes that are drying out. Lama Dalam Beis on the top, Erev Shabbos. This is Erev Shabbos Bishvias on Shemitah. The Oymer, and he's able to say, From here, from this general area of figs and grapes, I'm going to eat from here tomorrow. So it's important to note over here because this is going to be the discussion of the Gemara. The fruit set out to dry usually did not have Meiser separated yet. So according to Rebelezer, he does not need to specify which fruits he's going to eat. Once he does choose a fruit on Shabbos, we apply Brera, retroactive determination, and say that he always had intended for that one. Whereas Vacham, they say, he has to actually have to mark off an area, and say, I'm going to eat from here until here. And now, a quick introduction before we begin the Gemara. As we've learned previously, one is allowed to eat produce before it's been Meisered, as long as he does so in an Arai fashion, meaning in a temporary fashion, such as grabbing it as a snack. If he's going to be eating it in a keva fashion, such as a meal, then he would need to separate miser. We also know that produce isn't chayv in miser until gemar malacha, when its processing has been completed. Now, a key stage in this process is re'iyas p'nei abayas, when the produce is brought into the house or the courtyard. Before this, it will not be chayv, and there's discussion in the gemara whether or not it's most definitely going to be chayv in miser once it's brought into the courtyard, or even it will still need a little bit more processing. And the gemara says, Tanan hasam, we have a mission over there, Masechas Meisers, Tinaikas Shetamnu Te'enim Erev Shabbos, we have kids that hid figs in the field Erev Shabbos. They picked these figs, they never had Meisr taken off of them, and they were hid in the field, which means they were never brought into the house or into the chatzar. Veshachu, and they forgot about them, Veloy Asru, and they never had Meisr taken off of them. Lemaitse Shabbos, once it comes Meisr Shabbos, Lo Yechlu, a person's not allowed to eat them, Elem Kain Asru, unless they had Meisr taken off of them. Now, what do we learn from here? That Shabbos itself creates a chiv to separate Meisr. That's because eating on Shabbos is called Oineg. That means that eating on Shabbos is chashiv, even though it's only Arai. Therefore, even for snacking purposes, one would have to separate Meisr. Utana Nami, and we have another Mishnah Masechah's Meisers, 
a person spreads out figs in chatzar and he wants to dry them out and so he didn't take off maaser off of them his kids and the people of his household they're able to eat from them in an aray fashion and he does not have to take off maaser and the chesh over here is that even though produce in chatzar usually would be chayv in maaser since these figs did not hit the stage of gemar malacha yet because he intends to dry them out they may be eaten from in an aray fashion without taking maaser off of them now by minei rav rav nachman rav asked rav nachman a question shabbos do we say that Shabbos can create a chiyav of Maeser in something which is mukta, even though it hasn't reached the stage of Gemar Malacha yet? Do we say, since the Pasuk says, you shall call Shabbos Oineg, so Shabbos itself creates a chiyav and you must take off Maeser, even with produce that has not reached the stage of Gemar Malacha, or perhaps only if something already reached the stage of Gemar Malacha, then there's a kvias and you would have to take off Maeser, but but if it's something that did not have Gemar Malacha, like Hava, so Shabbos cannot create a Chiyav to take off Meiser. So Amalei Rav Nachman responded, Shabbos Kaivas, Shabbos does create this Kvias, it creates a Chiyav to take off Meiser, whether or not this produce has reached Gemar Malacha stage. So Amalei Rav responds to Rav Nachman, Why don't we just say that Shabbos is just like bringing the produce into his Chatzar? Just like a Chatzar does not create a Kvias unless this produce has reached its stage of Gemar Malacha, like we had in the second Mishnah that we quoted from Masechus Maestros that if he had these figs and he brought them into his chatzar but he intends to dry them out there's no Gemar Malachi yet so therefore there's no Chiv and Maestros so Av Shabbos like take by El B'dav Shonei Gemar perhaps Shabbos also can only create a Kviyas can only create a Chiv Maestros if something had Gemar Malachi already so Amr Lei Rav Nachman responded to him Limud Archu B'yadeinu this is a long established Halacha Shah Shabbos Kavas Bein B'dav Shonei Gemar Malachi Bein B'dav Shonei Gemar Malachi the Shabbos creates a Kviyas it creates a Chiv to take off Maestros whether this produce has reached the stage of Gemar Malachi or not. Now we try to bring a riot to the statement of Rav Nachman. Amr Marzotcha Braid Rav Nachman, he says, We learned this in our Mishnah. A person could stand by his Mokta fruits, Erev Shabbos, it's on Shemitah, and he's able to designate them and he's able to eat them on Shabbos. Now, time of the Shviyas, the only reason why he's able to do this and he's able to eat from them without having to take off Meiser is because it's talking about on Shemitah. That's because he doesn't have to take off Meiser on Shemitah. Shemitah is a year that you don't have to take off Meiser. But if we're talking about any of the other years of the seven-year Shemitah cycle, hachinami da'asr, and implies that it would be asr just by simply designating them, he would also have to take off Meiser. My time, why is that? Lav mishum de Shabbos kava? Isn't that because Shabbos was already kaveh and Shabbos creates a chiv to take off Meiser, even though there was not gemar malachi yet? So we respond, loy, that's not a raya. Shani hasam, that case is different. Kivan da'amar, since he stated verbally, mikanani oichal I'm going to eat from here tomorrow, kavalei ilaveh. So he established it upon himself, and it's not considered like he's eating it all right, it's considered like he's eating it in a keva fashion, and therefore, even though it hasn't reached the stage of Gemar Malachi yet, he would still have to take off Meiser. But there's no raya that Shabbos itself is going to create a chiyav to take off Meiser with something that doesn't have Gemar Malacha. The Gemar asks, hold on one second, if so, my area is Shabbos. If you're saying that he verbally designated it, so why is it that the Mishnah has to talk about Shabbos? Afil Bechal Nami, even if it was during the weekday as well, if it was during the week as well, and he said, I want to eat from here, so then he'd be chayv to take off Meiser. So Gemara says, that's not a question. Hakamash Mulan, the Mishnah is teaching us yet another Chiddush by using that language, the Tevel Muchen Hu Esol Shabbos. The Tevel, something that has a Chiv to have Meiser taken off of it, it's considered to be Muchen for Shabbos, even though it's Tevel and you can't eat from it, it's still Muchen, meaning it's not Mukta for Shabbos purposes. She'im over Vitikna, if a person was over and he was over in Isser and he took off Meiser on Shabbos, Metukan is considered Metukan and you are able to eat from it on Shabbos. So even though we don't necessarily have a Raya from our Zucha from our Mishnah, we did just establish that the Mishnah holds that once produce is set and designated to be eaten, there's a Chiv 
Yosef of Mysore, even though it's not yet a Gemara Malacha stage. Now the Gemara is going to show on Lamed Hey Amad Aleph on the top that this is actually not the opinion of Rebbe Lezer, whom we're trying to bring this Raya from. Ask the Gemara of Haloy Mysore Chayzer. Its extras can actually be brought back to the original place. And we're going to understand this in a minute. We know from Rebbe Lezer that anytime the extras can be put back into the original place, that doesn't create a Kvias. We have a Mishnah. If a person takes olives from the vat, this was a large vat where lots of olives were put into. This was the stage before pressing them into olive oil since so many olives are gathered together in this one large barrel or vat. So they got all warm and mushy and they were easier to press. So if a person takes some olives from his vat, he could dip them one by one into salt and he could eat them and he would not have to take off Meiser. However, if he dipped them into salt and he put them in front of him, then he would be to take off Meiser. That's because it shows that he wants to eat them in a kava fashion and he would be chav to take off Meiser. Now Rebbe Lezer, he says, if the olives being taken from this vat are tahar, so then he would be chav to take off Meiser. If the olives being taken from this vat are tame, so then he would be put from taking off Meiser. Because he's able to return the extras. And of Avinu Bo, we ask, what's the difference between the Reisha and the Seifa of Rebbe Lezer's statement? From Rebbe Bo, and he explains, the Reisha is talking about that all the olives in the vat are tahar, and the person himself is tameh. Whatever he takes out of the vat, he's not able to put back into it, because that means he's going to be metameh all the other olives in the vat, and therefore whatever he takes out, that's already considered like keva, and therefore you would have to take miser off of it. But seifa, the seifa of Rebbe Lezer's statement, is b'matan tameh v'gavar tameh. All the olives are tameh, and the person himself is tameh. The matzimahadrule, he's able to return whatever olives he had taken out, and therefore we see very clear from Rebbe Lezer that if you're able to put back that which you have left over, that does not create a chiv and miser. By that same token, in our Mishnah, you're technically able to put back that which you take because he could just leave them on the roof and he doesn't have to eat everything that he designated. So how could we say that we're going to learn from our Mishnah that by verbally designating something, all of a sudden he would have a chiv to take off miser off of it because that's considered keva. So the Gemara answer is not a problem. Our Mishnah also, but Muktzah Tar v'Gavar It's talking about a case where the Muktzah itself, that which is drying is Tar and the person is Tomei, Deloi Matzimahadrulei. Whatever he takes, he's not able to put back. The Gemara asks, that can't be. They're already considered like they're Muktzah made, like they're already returned. What does it mean they're already returned? We're not talking about a case where the person is actually taking the fruits physically off of the roof and eating them, and whatever he has left over, he's going to put back on the roof. We're just talking he's going to take whatever he wants, whatever he doesn't want, he's going to leave. And nonetheless, in that case, we say that they're not going to be Chayv and Meiser. And therefore, a Mishnah can't be saying that the reason why he's Chayv and Meiser is because he's verbally designating it. So in conclusion, the Gemara has just proven that the reason these fruits of our Mishnah would be usher to eat without Meiser, were it to be a non-Shemitah year, is not because they were verbally designated and that that creates a Kvias. Rather, it seems to be like Marzutra suggested that it's because Shabbos itself creates a Chiv, proving Rav Nachman's statement that Shabbos creates a Chiv even for something that didn't have Gemar Malacha. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow with another attempt at trying to disprove Marzutra, but for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.